This podcast is brought to you by Existential Crisis. Ah! Colin had a problem and a microphone to spare. Thomas took it up and so the podcast went to air. For weeks and months they trolled through every single DVD. They've unwrapped all the ones they can and now they're cellulose free. Now they're cellulose free. Hello dear listener and welcome to Cellulose Free. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. So what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, I went out and I bought some 3.5mm cables and then I came back. Okay. And that involved eight separate check-ins in the COVID app. <laughs> to get To get how many cords? Uh, three of them. Three, from the same place. From the same place. Right. <laughs> so it's a 3.5 to 3.5. Mm-hmm. Way be- back in the dark ages when I was working in an establishment that sold such things, mm-hmm. um, there was suddenly an upsurge of requests for such cables when suddenly cars were including mm-hmm. 3.5 plugs so that you could plug your phones in and things like that. And out of the blue, people would come in and suddenly say, I need an aux cable. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, what? An aux cable? Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm going, what, what are you talking about? Uh, oh, auxiliary cable. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not ox. No. Aux. 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 Yes. Yes. From the Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um, yeah, so I certainly sold my fair share of ox cables <laughs> in, in my time. So you, you had to check in eight places to... Yes, yeah. two, two of which moved. <laughs> Good. <laughs> one, one being a bus. The second one was a ferry. A couple of weeks back, when I first went on the ferry... Yes. The way that you checked into the ferry was checking into the Brook Street Pier. Good. And now it is checking in to the ferry itself. Yeah. Because ostensibly they're linked to the metro system. I I don't know. Okay. I don't Good. know. Good. It's it's Transport Tasmania. <laughs> what, okay. What, so, so they'd be using the do. same. Yeah. Mm. Let's put it this way. Did the ferry have stickers on every window with uh, the uh, QR code? No, it it had laminated sheets on all the tables and some walls. Okay. So not quite as extreme as uh, the buses then? No, no. The the bus wasn't actually quite that extreme, um, Mm -hmm. but... It was a bendy bus. Oh, you were on a bendy bus. I don't often get on a bendy bus. Did you sit at the front of the bendy bus, or did you sit at the back thinking that you'd get a longer ride? I sat at the back intending to sit near the door. Right. Good. (laughs) Uh, Did you know that there's some places in Hobart where when the bendy bus goes around certain corners in Hobart, you can wave at yourself? Moving on. What have I been up to? Nothing. All right. <laughs> um, I I have also been consuming media, mm. as one does. Right. 
Um, Any of it in German? No, no, not not this week. Right. That's uh, not 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 the end of this week, but the one after. Right. No idea why it's it's so soon after the last one, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue with with television programmers. Um, so what me in any juicy media that I should be aware of and our <laughs> listener should be aware of that I found interesting secret base who produce sports related content uh, just finished up a seven part series about a American football team that doesn't usually do particularly well in the the lead up to the American football season Right. Coming up, so that's uh, the history of the Atlanta Falcons, and it runs for almost seven hours. Good. And that that was a good watch, paced across a few weeks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, I quite enjoyed it, and I like listening to people talk about things that they are interested in in an interesting way. So you wouldn't like this podcast then. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I'm not strictly speaking interested right. in in what they're talking about, so uh, Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. have they always been the Atlanta Falcons, or were they? Uh, they have they just barely managed to avoid moving at one point, right. but they have always been the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are exactly as old as the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, good. Which means that when you know how many Super Bowls there are, you know how many the Atlanta Falcons have not won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, a little bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. Delving into slightly religious undertones here. Mm-hmm. Okay. On my Mormon mission, mm-hmm. the only time we were allowed to watch television was to watch the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> Go figure. We weren't allowed to watch the uh, the Australian football grand final, but mm-hmm. we were allowed to watch the Super Bowl. So, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So so there we go. Only television content we were allowed to watch. Um, in in other media, hard swerve mm-hmm. into silliness. When would we ever be silly on this podcast? No, we wouldn't. Hard swerve into silliness. Uh, Centaur World is ostensibly a children's show on Netflix, but joins the canon of children's television clearly not made for children. Okay. Like, you could have children watch it, and they would be fine. Right. But this is clearly people making a show that they would want to watch. Fair enough. And, and it was, it's very interesting. It's a musical comedy. An animated musical comedy. So it's a series, did you say? It is a series, okay. yes. How, how recent? Um, a few weeks back. Oh, okay. It so came it's, it's, out. New. So it's new. new stuff. It's new stuff. It's very interesting. It does get dark in places, and I'm okay with that. Good. And then I hope it gets another series, because I want to see where it's going. Oh, it's Netflix, it won't. <laughs> no, it it's Netflix. It might get a second. Oh, that's true. A third is yeah. Okay, is another thing. Um. Hmm. Okay. Anything else? Um. Because I've still got nothing. 
You've still got nothing? No, nothing. We can move on then. We should. We have a movie to watch. We do. A movie from my childhood. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm still reflecting back on last week's episode, um, which, which has become a firm favourite of mine. If I was to say, um, you know, what's, what's a good cellulose-free episode to listen to? Um, it would be last week's. And right. uh, even though I roast uh, one of my my dear lost friends from from my from my childhood, um, <laughs> and and then mentioned that I went to see the movie that we're about to watch uh, at the cinema with, I should also point out that I went to see Dune with him as well. Right. I don't know why I mentioned that, other than the fact that. We certainly came out with possibly a lot less enthusiasm out of Dune than we did coming out of Tron. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there was certainly a lot less what did we just watch type of feel. Anyway, um, yes, what, what are we watching today? We are watching Tron. Did we mention that before? I'm not sure. I, I don't I'm know. not sure if we did. I can't remember. No, I, I'm a bit. Uh, I had a sarsaparilla before we started. Right. I think the sugar high has just hit. Um, and of course, I've left the disc case all the way over there, which which makes a plot synopsis reading somewhat difficult for you, unless it's on uh, the My Movies database. Yes, this My is goodness. this is a known enough movie for someone to have gone to the trouble. Oh, good, good. Uh, even though it's probably full of self-congratulatory guff. The description on Disney Plus, where it also is, but we're watching the Blu-ray yep. tonight, uh, has the same one sentence of actual plot synopsis and a much shorter self-congratulatory section. All right. Well, you make your pick and mm. and choose which one you're going to mm. read. Which of these which identical sentence? sentences yes. do I want to read? All right. When a brilliant video game maker hacks the mainframe of his ex-employer, he is beamed inside an astonishing digital world and becomes part of the very game he is designing. Is that the same sentence? Yes, that is the same sentence. I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the same sentence. Just uh, yeah. put them side by side and go cross-eyed. No. <laughs> All right. It's an epic adventure that everyone will enjoy. Or else uh, you'll be derezzed. Eight, eight sentences of self-congratulatory instead of... Good. So plenty of hype. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. All right. Well, let's, uh, without any further ado, stick the disc into the player. Oh, I already have. (laughs) (laughs) We'll watch this film, and then afterwards we'll talk about it. So we'll catch you on the flip side. Please switch to disc two. There is only disc one. Oh. Yep. There is only one. There is only one. Yes, it's Blu-ray, so all of those special features are all on Mm. the same disc. So there is no disc to your mongrel. I was making a, a computer reference. Right. Okay. From, from back in these days <laughs> when you <laughs> might actually <laughs> need to switch discs. <laughs> All right. So, so. <laughs> Two. No, no. <laughs> Playing um, King's Quest. <laughs> Insert disc 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Good. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to anyway. No. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait a few seconds and we'll be back. Yeah. Go away. We're going to watch the film. Come back. Come back. <laughs> so, what did you think? I, I think... I think some of the allure has has worn off <laughs> in the few years, honestly, since I last watched it. <laughs> in, in the cold light of day, mm. it is a very clunky. It is, yes. Um, poorly scripted. Mm-hmm. Very poorly timed. Mm-hmm. But it's still gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, for all its, it's very very glaring faults. It's a special film. Yeah, yeah. I will not let anyone tell me otherwise. <laughs> um, and I think I'm seeing beyond the bits of how important it was in its time and place in film production. Um, it was only years after that the industry really recognised how uh, important it was and possibly ahead of its time. Um, but that was possibly also its undoing in how we're reflecting on it now in that there was certainly a lot of time and effort spent on how things looked mm-hmm. uh, at the expense of... Um, the, the 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 dialogue and the, and the plot and it, the film just sort of starts and just sort of ends. It does not hold your hand at any point from <laughs> it starting to it ending. No, uh, and. <laughs> It, it assumes you're following along, uh, yeah, and just goes. Uh, my my wife Wendy sort of wandered in uh, part way through it, and she sort of, she, I think she's seen bits of it before, but she she was sort of held mesmerised for just a brief moment, and then said, "This is a really weird film," <laughs> and it is. It is, yeah. Um, and the script. Um, suffers a lot from trying to be hip and having its jargon really cool mm-hmm. and and looking back it doesn't <laughs> and it's it's something that pretty much every film that involves technology uh, suffers from years later I'm guessing that at the time I watched this it was cool the, the the jargon was cool and the techno babble was cutting edge but <laughs> but um, yeah that that certainly hasn't aged well it was it, there, there was a line um, <laughs> amongst many clunky mm. clunky lines um, uh, what was it when Flynn is hacking uh, right at the beginning and he says come on you scuzzy data be in there. Um, now, SCSI yeah. mm-hmm. really didn't have 
any meaning at this. This was this came out in eighty two, and mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious to know which came first, the SCSI or the SCSI, <laughs> because there is a uh, data interface that its origins came about around nineteen eighty two, but but really only became terminology a few years later, and kept on for quite some time it was basically the protocols for for cabling um (laughs) pre-usb i I thought my goodness that's (laughs) i don't know whether there was a connection there or not but uh scuzzy the small computer system interface yes was published in 1986 yep but um following that was published in 86 but its origins sort of started Around mm. 82, but I, I think it is pre, the, the movie was pre-SCSI. So I, I'm, I'm really wondering whether the guys who were coming up with uh, names for these things had a fondness for the movie and came up with an acronym that, <laughs> that matched it. <laughs> and another place where, um, which came first, the chicken or the egg, um, where he said, let's use the Wayback Machine. Yes, a reference to um, Peabody and Sherman. Yes, and now uh, if someone wants to uh, delve into the bowels of the internet, (laughs) what do you use? The Internet Archive's Wayback Machine. Wayback Machine. So that history is cool, I thought, Mm. yes. But yeah, very clunky dialogue, (laughs) weird interactions. Um, There's a kissing scene that... um, (laughs) Were you uncomfortable? <laughs> I mean, I know they're computer programs that are kissing, but there's, how long had they been? <laughs> there's, there's a kissing scene involving two people, and then shortly thereafter, another kissing scene involving one of those two people. Yes, yes. And, and that was her introduction to kissing, and so uh, and introduced it to the, the, the second person. But um, this first kiss... The amount of time that they had spent together <laughs> in this whole story was very, very short. <laughs> so, since since they pulled him up onto the the sailor and were thrown into jail shortly thereafter, <laughs> it was not very long. Um, it it feels wrong to be hating on this too. Too much because it is still very much a favourite film of mine. E- even during its painful bits, there are still glorious shots that hold up incredibly well. Others not so much. No. Um, <laughs> over a year and a half ago, when I was in Seattle, I visited the uh, Museum of Pop Culture. Right as things were coming down. As uh, right as things were coming down, yes. The the comic uh, convention that I'd gone there for had just been cancelled, and so the the friends that I was staying with, we we went and did as many things as we could do as <laughs> as the lights turned off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite weird. So uh, one of the uh, yeah one of the places we went to was the Museum of Pop Culture. And I'm, I'm showing Thomas a picture of one of the costumes that was used in Tron. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting seeing the lines and, and everything. It's, 
looking at it uh, close up, it was held together with sticky tape and, mm-hmm. and the seams were really, it was a really bad costume. But intentionally so, uh, as mentioned last week, uh, it was pretty much all filmed in black and white for high contrast and uh, and and this costume. I, I will I'll pop the photo up on uh, mm. on the Facebook page. Um, it, it was designed specifically to have the lines stand out, and it didn't matter about anything, anything else. Um, it, it was really an eye opener seeing this costume and thinking, "Wow." Um, <laughs> it was really looking behind that that curtain again. Of this impressed me as a kid, and and it is it still does. I, I know that the second film does away completely with the, mm. the, the really clunky technology that that was used, but it worked. It did, um, and and beautifully so. Your turn. You say yeah, something. Yeah. Okay. So. We're in the real world. We have Dillinger having uh, uh, first interactions with the master control program. Yes. The password is master, <laughs> which... So, so, password is a pretty bad password. And using a password that contains the name of the thing that you're using, also not good. No. No. <laughs> Uh, that that being said, I think this was my very first experience with David Warner as an actor, uh, who has been in so many science fiction films, um, numerous Star Trek movies and TV series. Uh, he's just a, a wonderful villain, and he doesn't seem to age. It's it's quite <laughs> bizarre, and he also not only played Dillinger and. Um, Sark. Sark. He also did the voice for the MCP with synthesizer distortion added mm. to. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, yes, but master not not a good password for getting into the master controller. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, but he did get to deliver one of the best lines in the film. Bring in the logic probe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yes. Best, you say? <laughs> well, best one of the best examples of how uh, some of the dialogue was quite clunky. Mm. Yeah, there is some very good dialogue in there. It's just surrounded by dialogue that doesn't work. <laughs> yes. Yes, mm. uh, a, a lot of the discussions between programs whilst they're sitting in cells just feels painful now. Uh, but uh, oh, Ram, Ram talking about his his role as an <laughs> actuarial. <laughs> um, uh, let's talk Easter eggs. Yes, yes. <laughs> there are some absolute classic Easter eggs in here. One of which, uh, a couple of times, I have tried to spot since seeing it for the first time uh, in the cinema and going, oh my goodness, did I just see what I thought I saw? And I haven't been able to see it again. Can you believe that? <laughs> you, you actually weren't watching the screen no, when I, it happened, so I had I, to wind I it was back. Just, just barely paying attention at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I wound it back and, and played it again. And 
Yeah, that's that is the head of Mickey Mouse. That is indeed. There's there's a scene where they're flying along in a a light sail uh, on top of a light sail ship with uh, computer generated landscape below, and there's a shot where the camera is looking down on them and the landscape below, and. There in the sort of fractal landscape is a perfectly flat, flat <laughs> traditional logo of Mickey Mouse head. You know the the two ears and the the silhouette type thing. <laughs> it's just it's massive. Uh, how I've not been able to find it again, um, I, I don't know. But yes. It's. I mean, that, that's a fairly long scene, and I think where I thought it was was earlier, uh, but it's actually quite quite a bit later in the the light sail scene. And then you think, oh, I've missed it. I'll stop paying attention. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but, but this this time in uh, sparkling Blu-ray quality, which actually the transfer was really really good. Mm. Uh, the sound was good, but uh, yes, saw Mickey Mouse's head in this, <laughs> and also saw. The Pac-Man. <laughs> On the, the, there's a, a big map that Dylan uh, Stark is is looking at while they're tracking the the renegades. And, and there's, this and there's little, just Pac-Man there's in the middle. There's a little yellow Pac-Man <laughs> with its mouth opening and closing. And a few dots nearby. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. This film has a touchscreen table in it. It does. The the touchscreen features. Not actually used all that much. No. The the most Dillinger does is push some unlabeled buttons off to his right. Yes. And... I think it was an on-off button. <laughs> and push enter. Yes. As opposed to do not enter. And that's... Uh, and, and it has a nice screen. It has a wonderful screen. I remember as a kid thinking... That is so cool, that desk. Mm. Something that gets brought up and then never really gets brought up again is that the MCP wants to hack into the Pentagon and the Kremlin. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And later on uh, is after a dictionary of Chinese words, I think. Mm. (laughs) And none of the other characters really know about this. (laughs) No. It's just Dillinger. Dillinger is the only one who knows these grand plans. And is being blackmailed into betraying (laughs) everyone everywhere (laughs) by maybe having it be revealed that he's not ethical. (laughs) And and not as bright as he's... uh, Mm. Yes. It's like, maybe you just take the hit, man. Yeah, yeah. There, there are occasions where he looked uncomfortable in in all his guises, uh, apart from maybe the MCP, mm. uh, but certainly as Dillinger and um, Sark. Sark. I almost said Stark then, but uh, Sark. Mm. Did you happen to... There was another classic line in there that uh, Flynn says, but... I can't remember what it was, and, and I thought that you were typing it down, but uh, maybe you about didn't. About when was that? <laughs> I think when he got back onto the the, the <laughs> sail. Right. Okay. Ah, uh, you guys know what it's like. You just 
keep doing what it looks like you're supposed to be doing, no matter how crazy it seems. Um, no, it wasn't that one. No, earlier than that? That was cool. Okay, we but... can go... I can go earlier than that. Hold on. <laughs> Did we make it? Hooray for our side? That, that was it. That was the one. Okay. <laughs> that was it. Hooray for our side. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> There's some, some nice variety of games being played on the grid. Yes. We have a, a, a weird lacrosse type game. That was... Well, yes. Again, I remember uh, as a kid thinking, that is just wild. What a way to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I, I think they revisit in the second film. I, they they definitely do revisit some, some games. Yes. That... There's definitely a disc fight yep. in Tron Legacy. There's there's definitely motorcycles that, mm-hmm. that aren't restricted by um, right angles. And, mm. mm-hmm. well, although I noticed whilst it was being played in the real world, there was a scene where the cycles <laughs> were going diagonally. Uh, diagonally from off screen to yes. off screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm thinking, hang on, what's going on there? Um and I also remember in that era, the the Tron game, everybody who was anybody was writing versions of it for all sorts of very basic home computers and uh, for for devices with totally unsuitable control schemes. <laughs> Uh, oh, yes. I remember trying to play Tron on the the palm, palm. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to control that, that it with a, a touch that, pen. That w- weird little D pad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the foot falling off the recognizer <laughs> as oh. as Finn pilots this busted. <laughs> that that whole scene with the the busted recognizer was just. Uh, it was a gem. Mm. <laughs> um, yes, the, the busted foot. Someone had to come up with that idea, and it must have been sort of a roundtable discussion. And it also must have been really, really frustrating to do because you, you lose that smoothness of... <laughs> but it was a, a brilliant idea, mm. and, and it worked well and, and, and resulted in the steering being really dodgy. Which was not helped by the fact that a lot of the actions in, inside the vehicle didn't quite marry up with the, the computer-generated mm. scenes. Um, but also, when the recognizer uh, ended up crashing, uh, sort of losing, <laughs> losing bit by bit, as it, yeah, and then he falls out of it and tries to explain himself, but nobody's paying, no attention. One's paying attention. Yeah. Speaking of the people not paying attention. Mm-hmm. There are some strange programs. <laughs> I didn't re- remember that scene at all, uh, where where the the gathering of really weird <laughs> creatures were sort of congregated, and that was bizarre, very very strange. The last note that I have is you, you mentioned it, it sort of it starts and it finishes, mm. but it is interesting. It, did it not start with uh, in- entering the 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 computerized mm, it, and 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 it sort of becomes a cityscape at the end but i that, thought that scene was longer before it moved on and yeah but right, right at the very very end um there is a, a 
a scene of the real world, a sort of a city mm. skyline yeah. that then becomes a time lapse and it goes into night and you can see the blur of vehicles going up streets and it, and it looks like circuitry, but it is still very real world uh, footage. Mm. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. And they would repeat that at the start of Tron Legacy. Ah, do they? They, they, they do do it again. Okay, okay, right. Yes. Um, I, I loved that. It was, yeah, mm. cool. I, I do think it could have held a bit bit longer before we cross-fade to Flynn's. But yes. the start of this film and the end of this film both happen very quickly. They do, yeah. Um... <laughs> Do you have anything else um, you wish to... Uh, possibly my favourite gag out of the film is the guard on the solar sailor going, <laughs> right, I'm beat, I'm out, ta <laughs> and jumps off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> and I know the film just sort of ends, but right before it just sort of ends, Dillinger walks in, and attempts to use the computer, but up comes the information that he's been beat, and and he slumps down in his seat, and we cut to a wide shot, and that's that is a very powerful wide shot. Yes, just that forlorn beatenness that you can only only feel from perfect stillness. Yep. There's some interesting themes in here about freedom of communication and and freedom to do what you want that also sort of crop up in, in Tron Legacy, which we may get to, yep. I don't know, that sort of somewhat incongruous with um, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... it's 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 a bit of a running theme sometimes with Disney. They are the good guys. And, and other such big companies poking at these ideas that maybe big companies are bad actually. Yeah. Yeah, well I, I remember when we were we we did newsies. Mm. Um, where they, they were basically talking about uh, unionization and paying proper wages and, and things like that. And, yeah, that was, that was a bit of a shock to the system. And in this movie, there, there are themes that are at, at, at odds with the, 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 the corporation. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It, it keeps happening. It does. Everybody's talking about the thing and not actually looking at what they're doing. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think that might be it. Yeah? That's... That's all I, I, I want to bring up from my notes. Some of, some of the notes I have made, are just <laughs> notes and, they, they and don't, don't really don't. have a point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one thing I should point out was that I was really, really close to, uh, pulling the pin on recording today. I, I sort of had a, 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 a bit of an odd day, and um, yeah, I thought oh, I don't know whether I can face this. And and also fearing that yeah this this isn't going to hold up 
that that fear was certainly met, but I am invigorated through having watched that. Uh, even though in places it is slow and boring and clunky, uh, there are also some bits where, gee, I'm glad. And yeah. and re- reflecting back on how how cool I felt coming out of the cinema after this. And, yeah, I, I need to wade through the nostalgia there, but it had enough in the viewing today mm. to sort of lift me up. So, in that it's, regard, yeah. It's, 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 it's an inspirational film. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have remembered something that I didn't note down mm-hmm. because I was sure I would remember it. Oh, good. Well, you did. <laughs> there is some really good music in yes. this film. Yep. Um, produced by Wendy Carlos, a, a pioneer in electronic music. Yep. Uh, with some additions from the, uh, I think, the London, London Philharmonic. Yep. Uh, much to her protestation. Cause yeah, yeah, it, it, it didn't need it. But it, it still works. Yep. It still works, yep. despite the, in, the inclusion. Um, the, the film also ends with Journey's Only Solutions, which was... <laughs> Not how the credits were going to end. It was quite bizarre. Wendy Carlos did produce a, a full five-minute track yep. Yep. for the end credits, um, but the producers of the film were worried that she wasn't going to finish the the five minutes of credits music, and so in went only solutions. And not all of it. No, not all of it. <laughs> it faded out at the end rather than actually... Um, <laughs> I think only half of it played. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't even a case of, yeah, it's just about finished, we're fading out in the end. It was <laughs> midway through it. So, ah. okay, I didn't know know that about uh, her end, yeah. end music, but... She, she finished it. It went on the soundtrack, but it didn't go in the film. Right. Yes, that might actually be it. Now. That might be it. And yes. the deranged cat is is making his contribution to the podcast. Mm. Um, mm. All right. Well, we'll move on then. The following segment has no title. We apologise for the inconvenience. Not a whole lot for no, the untitled segment. No, but there was a cool bit. Yes. Um, Entos Ferratu. Yes. Over on one of the discords, um, uh, talked about uh, playing arcade machines mm. Mm. back in the eighties. He's showing his age there, and um, I, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. I, I don't feel I've got listeners who yes <laughs> who can relate mm. to well, to to my childhood. I, um, I've seen our analytics. There's a big bar. Yeah, there is, isn't there? Roughly at your age. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't going to raise that. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was a huge scene, and it was a frustrating scene because I grew up poor, and mm-hmm. so was very, very lucky. A when I got to go to the cinema, and the the arcades that were around 
growing up were in, in my hometown, all of the arcades were connected to cinemas. Mm-hmm. And so the only time that I'd tend to go to an arcade was with a friend uh, when we were going to go see a film and would... I would be lucky if I had a dollar's worth of 20 cent pieces to have like five games. And, and I'd get doubly frustrated because the games that I really, really wanted to play would require 40 cents. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so um, he mentioned the, the Star Wars. Uh, yes, the vector graphics, vector graphics Star Wars game. Absolutely loved that. The, the, you would sit inside it and uh, get to go down the trench. And of course, because I really had enough, I never got very good at it. And, and, but it had a viewing port at the back behind the seat. Uh, so you could actually look through and watch other people play, which was vicariously fun as well. Um, and the other one of my favorites was um, Battle Tank which is another a vector graphics game. And your controls were two joysticks that you would push both of them forward to go forward and pull both of them back to go backwards and and left one back and right one forward to go left. And I loved the atmosphere of, of the arcades. Um, certainly there were dark, dingy places and... and <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about arcades that I know about and all I can think of is the ones at cinemas and the one at the bowling place. Right. Yeah. Which yep. has a very small arcade. Yeah. Yep. Yes. It is certainly nowhere near as much of a thing as because people have consoles and you know that the home computer entertainment is so much so much bigger now um if if i want to play a pinball machine i i don't have to go out yeah yeah Uh, um, i can play some lovingly rendered and and certainly through the 80s uh there were indeed like the atari system um but they were nowhere near as cool as the the machines that were in the arcades mm. in the 90s that reversed very much so you could play something on the computer that the arcades couldn't bring to you so mm. vector graphics in arcades are fascinating to me because it's it, it's the same crt technology right but yeah. not doing Line after line after line scanning. That, that's right. The it's yeah. It, it, it doesn't zoom across the whole screen. We we have uh, a mirror. We can control it, and we do that. Well, I, I think actually the no the beam magnets, is actually magnets. magnets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, there was one company that came out with a tabletop vector graphics machine and there was one in the um, one of the department stores that I just absolutely adored and and it's it's still one of my dreams to have a a vector graphics machine Vectrex Vectrex that's it yes 
developed by Smith Engineering. <laughs> the only one ever designed and released for the home market. Manufactured in the first year and a bit of its release by General Consumer Electronics and then taken over by the Milton Bradley Milton Company Bradley. Mm. for the other year and a bit of its <laughs> release. Yep. Because then, in 1983, the video game crash happened. <laughs> yep. Ah, department stores. There's yeah. there's another thing that <laughs> that doesn't really exist around here. You've got Maya. Yep. That's that's a list. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for that that input and that nostalgia blast. I have certainly been in arcades since, and <laughs> there most of the machines in them are at least ten years old. And I just, yeah, don't don't get the, the buzz anymore. And they've tried to keep the buzz going by having rewards. You know, the mm. machines spit out tickets. And that certainly wasn't a thing for, well, it certainly wasn't where I'm from. Uh, when when I was a, a kid, the, the arcades, the, the reward was playing the game. Mm. Um, but it seems to be very much, we'll, we'll keep people coming in by... You play the game, you get a string of tickets, and you collect the tickets and exchange those tickets for a really cheap, fluffy toy or something. Look, look at those big, expensive things that you could win if you were here for a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, then. So we might move on, then. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much for this segment, and then it went on. Pick a film for next week so we can go to bed. It's your turn. It is my turn, and I can't help myself. I certainly haven't watched Tron and Tron Legacy really close together before. And I think, as it's on the list, let's Mm. do that. Yes. Do you feel good about that? That does seem good. Um, That that was what I would have suggested. (laughs) Cool. Cool. So, next week we're going to watch Tron Legacy, which was quite a surprise when it was announced... And had certain uh, kids from the 80s very, very excited. And I was certainly very excited. As to whether that excitement met expectations, I guess we'll find out next week. Can you give us a a plot synopsis for that? I do have it up. Before we wrap up. So Tron came out in 82. Mm-hmm. Its sequel came out in... 2012. So a 30-year gap between the first movie and the second movie. And quite a bit happened. As far, <laughs> as, far as the technology, uh, mm-hmm. that the, the, the stories are ostensibly um, based around. Right. When Flynn, the world's greatest video game creator sends out a secret signal from an amazing digital realm. His son discovers the clue and embarks on a personal journey to save his long-lost father. With the help of the fearless female warrior Quora, father and son venture through an incredible cyber universe and wage the ultimate battle of good versus evil. Good. (laughs) Excellent. That's... Yeah. That is a description of the that, film. That, that is I, a description of the film. 
bring yeah. home an unrivaled entertainment experience with Tron Legacy, complete with never-before-seen special features that take you even deeper into the phenomenal world of Tron. <laughs> because, of course, we're, we're going to, uh, after we've finished recording, spend hours watching the special features <laughs> on the Blu-ray of the Tron movie. Um, mm. Or not. That being said, I have watched most of them, I think. Uh, yes. So, next week, we're going to watch Tron Legacy, the 30-year-later sequel that isn't set 30 years later, quite, but almost. Um, yeah. 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 And now we enter this dead zone. Yeah, yeah. This, the- this, is, this is the point of the podcast where all the momentum just, just grinds to a halt. It's... <laughs> So as we wind down, we hope that you can join us next week. But until then, we'll catch you next time. End of line. You have been listening to Cellulose Free. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Cellulose Free is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. We keep track of our extensive physical media collection through My Movies, which we highly recommend. You can find links to that, as well as other places you can find us in the show notes. Cellulose Free is a High Hello production. Oh, oh, well done. <laughs> well done, well done, well done. <laughs> I say well done, it won't mean anything to anyone who hasn't watched the film. So. Oh, dear. What am I? You're weird. That's what you are. I don't know where you get that from. Uh, who can say? It is not me. <laughs> I'm stopping. <laughs>